Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. Whenever you hear the music, Colin, take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Friday, May 12th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home. That has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Quinnick for his lead, Colin McLaughlin. Happy to have you with us for this Friday show here. Nice hot day outside. And uh, last week wrapped things up. Well, I guess it was, yeah, it was last week wrapped things up for, well, beginning of this week. Wrapped things up for high school softball sectional action with things pushed around uh, beginning of this week. And uh, one team that won and is headed to the regionals is the Hedgesville Lady Eagles. We're now joined on the phone by the head coach for the Hedgesville Lady Eagles, Matt Fort. How are you doing today, Coach Fort? I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing well here, and thanks for taking some time out to be with us today. And uh, your team makes it past sectionals. Another rematch from last year as you'll take on Jefferson. Yes. Yes. What, uh, what did it take to get through the sectional tournament this year? Uh, just we had to play a good solid ball. You know, it, it's kind of like softball 101. You got to play clean. You got to play together, and you can't have walks and errors. You know, that was kind of plagued us a little bit from time to time throughout the season, but uh, we managed to put it together, and we're just happy to come out with a sectional victory. And coach Fort, your team now gets a rematch against the Jefferson Cougars, the same uh, regional championships in last year. It's a Daunting task, a uh, very good team in them, but what are you excited for this year? Well, I'm excited to see the girls all come together and play as a team. You know, that that's something that's super important. And, you know, whoever meshes the best at the end usually comes out on top. Uh, Jefferson's a heck of a team. Uh, we got a, a heck of a task in front of us to, to try to compete with them. But, you know, as always, softball 101, you got to play clean. Uh, you can't have a lot of errors. You can't walk people. If you If you have those kinds of problems against a team like Jefferson, they'll make you pay. Coach, ultimately your team uh, was able to get through this section this year, but uh, a little bit more competition. We saw Musselman beat you guys in that uh, senior night game for them, and uh, both games were very close in the uh, sectional tournament. So what do you think it says about your team to come off of that loss and uh, still find a way to win the section this year and what was a pretty competitive section overall for you guys? Yeah. I was just really happy to see that they didn't give up. Um, they just kept fighting and kept grinding, and uh, they put a few hits together when they needed to, and, and we just came out on top. And looking at this Jefferson team, obviously you faced them last year in the regional tournament. And, uh, you know, looking at this year's team, it was a tough time when you faced them uh, this year. What have you learned uh, about this Jefferson team that you're going to try to attack here in the regionals? Uh, they, they've got a lot of firepower, and once again, as I say, you know, you can't you can't throw them uh, pitches that they can drive. Uh, you can't have a lot of mistakes, or, or that team will definitely make you pay. They're a quality team. Your team right now, led by Kelsey Van Dyne, she had a huge game. I uh, can't remember which one it was, but three home runs in her three at-bats together, the player of the week. Just talk about uh, her on your program and how she leads the team. Uh, Kelsey was really seeing the ball well last week, and uh, we weren't afraid at all to put her in the box. Uh, she stepped up and filled some big shoes. I'm telling you what, she uh, she was really seeing the ball well. She drove some pitches. Uh, I was very proud to see it. 
coach. We know Jefferson will be a tough team. Becca Munslow is a great pitcher for them. But when looking at your team this year and uh, the numbers offensively stand out and potentially allow your team, if you can get some success against Munslow, to potentially uh, you know pull off an upset here and knock off this edges or knock off this Jefferson team. Do you feel like the strength of your team this year has been the offense and the lineup? Uh, yes, absolutely. We've uh, we can we can hit with a lot of teams. Uh, the problem that we have is uh, we don't want to self uh, uh, implode, you know, by having mistakes and letting the other team score a lot of runs. And coach, you know, looking at your team, a real senior laden team this year. We talk about uh, we just talked about Van Dyne, but you know, you look at the players uh, of the likes of Copenhaver and Lachlan. Uh, what has the senior uh, class meant to your team and uh, for them to be able to kind of pull the upset this week or next week, what would it mean to them? Oh, it would be great for them. It would be something really uh, special for them. Uh, they're really trying to lead right now as a group of seniors. You know, i got seven of them. It's, it's really important and it's really great to see them stepping up and filling that leadership role. Uh, it would be a, a Cinderella story to say the least for them. And, Coach, uh, best of luck, and we'll see you out there on Tuesday and for the whole tournament. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me. That was head coach. Thank you for coming on, Matt Fort, the head coach of the Lady Eagles Hedgesville softball team, as they'll be in action next Tuesday at Jefferson. We'll have that covered for you for the softball Region 2 tournament. Uh, guys here, uh, b- pretty impressive season for Hedgesville uh, to, you know, we've got a rematch from last year, and it's kind of what we kind of thought about at the beginning of the year was probably potentially going to be the matchup. Yeah, and you got to give credit to Spring Mills and Musselman for giving them a fight, but Hedgesville, with the experience and being the number one seed, was able to still win Section 1 and move on into the regional championship. So congrats to them and best of luck against Jefferson. Yeah, I think this is what we did expect, but like you said, Colin, it became a little bit tougher sectional as the year went on. Spring Mills got a win early in the year over Hedgesville. Musselman gets one late in the year. And in both those games against Musselman and uh, Spring Mills was certainly fighting against Musselman in some good games. So overall, we're starting to see a little bit more of an improvement in softball in this area. Uh, Right now, though, Jefferson, Washington, and Hedgesville are the top three teams. Hedgesville has a tough task going up against this Jefferson team. Um, You know, I think they do have a lineup that can score runs and, and keep them in games. The question is, can their defense and their pitching be good enough to slow down this Jefferson team? And we know Becca Munslow is probably the best pitcher around here, uh, and she's been very dominant at times this season. And Hedgesville hasn't had a whole lot of success uh, scoring runs in the previous matchups this year. So, you know, a lot leans toward Jefferson probably taking this uh, in two games, but you know, Hedgesville is, is fighting. They're getting better. They're, again, competing uh, at a very high level. So you never know what can happen. But overall, I do expect Jefferson to win this region in two games. I'd be pretty surprised if Hedgesville were able to pull off an upset. But last year, they you know were much more competitive than what you expected in the region, even though they didn't get a win. Uh, only a 7-4 to four loss in game one before. Uh, I think game two was a run rule. But still... Uh, you know, a, a team that battled last year in this same spot, and we'll see if they can do something like that or pull off an upset. It would certainly be, though, a very surprising if Hedgesville were to knock off Jefferson. 
Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. And we'll hear from Coach Ford's counterpart in head coach for the Jefferson Lady Cougars, head coach Desiree Waters, at 1230 on the program. But that will do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the side of this break, we'll talk baseball sectionals here. Has uh, had a good one last night. And uh, we'll talk about our matchup tonight and whatever's going on in section one and two after this two minute break. Or tune in the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. Bark like hounds, I focus on my breathing and universal sound. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. They sit down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later. While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center at 800 Emmett Rouse Drive, Martinsburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this Friday, May 12th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. Let's talk sectional baseball from last night. I had a good one right here on the airwaves to Talk Radio WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube with Nick on the call. And it was Musselman getting the victory over Hedgesville in the upset. They'll get the night off. They'll be awaiting the winner of uh, tonight's Martinsburg at Hedgesville game, but Nick, you had the call for that one, and uh, you know it was a it was a pretty good game, and uh, you know a one run game as a lot of these have been here this week. It was a great game, you know Jefferson, or, or I'm sorry, that softball in the mind. Uh, Hedgesville jumps out to that three nothing lead going up early on the Appleman in the uh, fourth inning, and then in the top of the fifth, Musselman comes back to take the lead. 
or tie the game at three, and uh, we're in kind of a tie game for a little bit before Austin Moberly comes through with that big RBI single driving in Trevor Bohr uh, from third, and Musselman gets the win there in the uh, seventh, holding off the Eagles when Trevor shut the door, Bohr comes into the game. It's pretty much <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he gets his fifth save. He's five for five and save opportunities with like a point five ERA. He's been amazing this season for Hedgesville in that seventh inning. And the, you know, the Appleman get the win. They, uh, are now looking like the team that we expected them to be. We said in the preseason, they were the number one team in the region and they're playing like it. They have the offense. Um, they are pitching very well their defense has had some issues at times but uh, they're able to make up for those mistakes defensively and you know I think overall I mean Musselman last night that was a great team win because we saw the injury to Baden Hartman you know he was limited in that game last night due to being hit by a pitch in the Martinsburg game so he's unable to play shortstop Jason Myers plays shortstop for the first time since Little League and does a pretty good job and Baden Hartman's playing first base, and Coach Hartman said it. he doesn't think Baden's ever played first base, but you yeah. wouldn't know it based off of last night. So, you know, really good win for Musselman over Hengesville. For Hengesville now, they're in a winner go home tonight against Martinsburg. And uh, I think there's definitely, you know, a lot of pressure on both these teams tonight. Jackson Rest, I believe, will probably go for the Eagles since Lane DeLauder started game one and Tanner Matthew went last night. I guess Brandon Oviedo is going to be forced into the start here tonight with Mike Lupus obviously being injured. So uh, we'll see how these two teams respond to this winner go home. But overall, it's been a great sectional tournament. Every game we've broadcasted has been a one-run game. Uh, unfortunately for Spring Mills last night, things really didn't go their way at all, and they got run ruled. But overall, it's been a very competitive tournament. Section 2 has had some great games as well last night, a great comeback for Washington. So uh, a lot of excitement, but in particular about last night's game, uh, I think a lot of great things from Musselman showing how good of a team they are to make those adjustments in the second round of the sectional tournament and still find a way to get the win after going down 3 nothing in Hedgesville, really hitting deal- Dylan Stevens hard. I mean, that's the hardest yeah. I've ever seen Dylan Stevens get hit. It was only one inning, though, and then he responded and pitched really well. I mean, and just, so did Tanner Matthew. I was about to say, I think it says a lot that Tanner Matthew also, you know, is a one-run game, 4-3. I think it says a lot that they were able to keep his pitch count down, Tanner yeah. Matthew, because you'd think maybe, depending on where it is, because that's for the bye, essentially, tonight. That's for a day off, right? If they w- that, that game last night was for a day off. So maybe you throw Jackson in there if it's you know a tie ball game or if you're up under the 30 pitch for the day of rest thing. you know. So there's maybe a shot that was in Coach Grove's mind, but, I mean, shout-out to Tanner Matthew, only pitching 84 pitches last night. And I believe if they if they were to make it and then they have a game on Monday because this tournament's not ending tomorrow like it originally should have. It's going to end Monday if if it's if it goes to the – Yeah, if it's forced it to a double elimination, it could. Hits. But there's still a shot it could end next week. You could see they they throw out their whole team next week. Yeah. I mean, Gage Gano went down with an injury, which is huge because Hedgesville yeah. loses not only his defense and his bottom of the order hitting, but another pitcher. He's a bullpen guy that they've used a lot this year. So, you know, we don't know what his status will be. Injuries are now playing a big factor in this tournament. Huge. when Everybody was pretty much healthy heading yeah. into it. 
Now Hartman's dealing with an injury. Gano's dealing with an injury. Lupus is dealing with an injury. Hopefully all those guys can at least play in some capacity, but it's really testing your depth and why you see maybe Hedgesville and Musselman getting those one and two seeds. Yeah, yeah but I, I think – They had to adapt, but yeah. ultimately what came for the adapting of Musselman was the fact that they played small ball. Yeah. We have not seen that, and you even heard Coach Hartman say that they've never done that, but they felt like they had to yesterday, and it worked to be able to come back down 3 nothing and get that win, and we, we weren't sure how things were going to go. We said yesterday, Nick, you worry about the defense sometimes, and with those changes, it almost seemed like it was going to be a defensive collapse for Musselman to be a difference because they still had four errors. And last time when we mentioned that Hedgesville won, there were seven Musselman errors, but this time they were able to not really – let those errors be a difference maker and go out there and get the win. Yeah, they still found ways to recover. And, you know, I think considering the situation last night where Hartman is, you know, your go-to shortstop, I mean, those errors that were made, even the ones by Myers, those were tough plays. Uh, I'm not certain if Baden makes those plays or not. I talked about it on the game. You know, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Ultimately, they didn't come back and hurt Musman too much, so – um, if they have to still keep that, you know, defensive play, I mean, this day off is huge for them because maybe Baden's going to be feeling 100% come Saturday and he's able to play shortstop, which uh, certainly helps. And he also has moved down the lineup. His swing was effective a little bit, so he moves to the five hole. Moberly, or I'm sorry, uh, McClintock moves into the two hole, so not much of a change there. I mean, both guys have really good numbers, but. Baden's got a little bit more power, a little bit more speed in that two spot. So you'd like to have him up there if you can. Uh, but overall, Musselman, you know, gets the win. They find a way to make those adjustments and uh, really good win for the Appleman. Now tonight's game, uh, I think, is very intriguing. You know, how is it going to play out, um, you know, with the potential injury to Gano? That affects things defensively and offensively and pitching-wise for Hedgesville, so we'll have to get an update on him from Coach Grove. But Eagles at home, they play pretty well there usually. So, yeah. you know, we'll see how it plays out. But Looking at this Martinsburg game last night as they run-ruled Spring Mills 12-2, to it was really the bottom of the lineup that pretty much impressed. I mean, Jameer Brown still coming back from that injury who he went two for two with three RBIs. Christian Alter, who pitched, and we saw him in that last game of the season, had a heck of a game. He pitched three and two-thirds, gave up one hit, and three strikeouts, and he pitched 50 pitches, and I would guarantee that part of that's because they know they might need him down the line, so they don't want to use him all up during mm-hmm. the game, throw Jameer Brown, get him some time, 23 pitches for him. But that bottom of the lineup really impressed. I mean, uh, you know, you look at Christian Alter, Jameer Brown, and Keegan Everhart, that's five RBIs out of the eight on the team yesterday. And, obviously, and Brown's a freshman going yeah. two for two with three RBIs to lead. That That is huge. Yeah, and you know you obviously want the top of your lineup, the middle of your lineup to be doing work, but the fact that you could get the bottom of your lineup to do some work I think is huge for, for Coach Byler and that Martinsburg team because it's kind of been up and down where one part of the lineup does good, the other part doesn't do good the whole season. And you know that was kind of one of his – major takeaways I feel like a couple weeks back when we were talking to him he goes the bottom of the lineup is not producing then it was producing then it wasn't producing so see him produce yesterday I think was huge and uh, it's gonna be a tough task Hedgesville uh, Martinsburg tonight we'll have that game for you uh, Nick it you've talked about it the last couple of minutes but I mean this is 
going to be a huge game. Yeah, I think when first of all, when you look at the bottom of the order for Martinsburg, they didn't produce the other night against Musselman. Yeah. So to have that production against Spring Mills last night, hopefully if you're a Martinsburg fan and if you're a Bulldog player, uh, you know, you're hoping that that gives you the uh, confidence to be successful here tonight against Hedgesville. Uh, but the Eagles are struggling offensively right now. I mean, they're just not consistently hitting the ball very well. Now, I mean, they f- pitched or they faced two of the best pitchers in the EPAC and Alex Bromwell and Dylan Stevens. But, um, you know, at times they've had their issues. Braylon Connor's in a cold streak right now, and he's been hot all season uh, in that leadoff spot. So, They'll have to count tonight with their lineup. I'm sure we'll see changes again because they have enough guys on that bench where you can make some changes. Uh, you know, a big situation last night in the game since Gano went out, they had to, they put Mike Nichols into the game, which is a good bat to have in your lineup, but not a good bat to bunt. Yeah. So Nichols had to bunt, and it didn't work out for them. Uh, that maybe cost them a run down the stretch because if Gage is in there, he probably gets that bunt down. He can turn a bunt into a single, and all of a sudden things are – much more intense, but I mean, that's last night's game in terms of tonight's game. These two teams split the regular season, um, but they won on their home turf. Yep. And so Ruess got the win for Hengesville last time. So, uh, that was in that weird game. Yeah. Though. I was about to say, we that's a weird rip. game. How do you clarify that? Cause that was over two different days over a couple of weeks long. Uh, but Shelby an interesting game tonight, six forty for the pregame 7 PM for the tip off or excuse me, first pitch. Uh, but moving on, we got to get over to section two. We got to uh, wrap things up here as we'll be joined by Coach Waters from the uh, Muscle, or excuse me, Jefferson softball team here soon. Uh, I'm worried about these these Patriots. They had to come back last night to beat Hampshire. They won eight. It's to a seven. great comeback, but your point probably has me. to be the pitching. It, yes, if that's where you want to point at as to why it yeah. somewhat worries you. It's because they used up a lot of different pitchers yesterday. Now McCarthy in that Clem, McCarthy, Clem and Gill, I believe should be good cuz I think it's under 30, you don't have to rest. I think you're correct. So, those guys went under 30 pitches, but Dunbar pitched 39 pitches and 16 were strikes, so that's kind of interesting, but it's the offense that it's just kind of been there and been not there. Been not there most recently for the Patriots unfortunately, and I think that, you know, it kind of worries me that it's going to be a one and done tonight and Jefferson's going to win the section tonight. Yeah, I mean, we said at the end of the year that we felt like Jefferson probably was going to win this section relatively yes. easily. Um, you know, Washington has some talent, obviously, on their roster, uh, but they've struggled offensively as of late. They ended up coming back last night, so I think we'll start some positives. One, you don't give up on that game because we were all sitting there at Hedgesville saying, Oh, well, Hampshire's going to advance, and then this will be pretty easy for Jefferson. But Washington will make it a little bit tougher. But ultimately, I do think uh, the Cougars are probably the better overall team. So even if they were to slip up to take two from Jefferson, especially with how much pitching they've used already in these first three games, it's hard to imagine that for Washington. Uh, but overall, a great comeback win. Yeah. And, and Don't want to take from, that away from them. And to but. see that from a young team, too. Yeah. I think that says a lot about their coaching, that they were able to keep those guys in the game and, and find a way to win the game. Quickly. Nothing? I'm all good, yep. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just supply and store any longer. You can get your Traeger Grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. When we come back, we'll be joined by Jefferson Cougars head softball coach Desiree Waters. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. 
Sarah. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna call my parents. Dad, come over. The first gets done. The Traeger Connected Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor. And then some. Shop now and save at Orsini's today. April is National Donate Life Month. WVU Medicine is joining the effort to raise awareness for organ donation. Did you know that more than 100,000 people are waiting for life-saving organ transplants? One donor can save up to nine people through organ donation, provide sight for two people through cornea donation, and restore health for more than 150 people through tissue donation. Join WVU Medicine and help spread awareness about the gift of donation. And if you haven't registered, visit registerme.org. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters for anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. We heard from head coach of the Hedgesville Lady Eagles, Matt Fort, in the beginning of the show. Well, now We're now joined on the phone by head coach for the Jefferson Lady Cougars, head coach Desiree Waters. How are you doing today, Coach Waters? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing well, and your team off to uh, another regionals, and uh, it's a rematch for you guys this season against Hedgesville. Uh, obviously, we saw your team win it last year and go on to win states, but what is it going to take this year for your team to uh, beat Hedgesville again and head down once again to Charleston? Um, yeah, we're just going to have to to stay focused um, one, one game at a time, not get ahead of ourselves. Um, Hedgesville is a good good hitting team, and um, they hit well against us last year in regionals too. So just um, staying focused on, on the task at hand. Coach, I wanted to take you back to the sectional tournament against Washington in that championship uh, round. And Overall, you knew Washington would challenge your team. They did last year. They really have all this year. They were able to get one win against you guys in the tournament. Uh, but a walk-off win for your team on Saturday from Savannah Smith with the home run. Uh, what kind of momentum does that do for your team? And overall, just your thoughts on a great sectional tournament and championship against Washington. Um, it's just it's just exciting for us. Um, it, it's it can sorry it's exciting every time um we we play them and um to go three really tough games um just just motivates them kind of gets the fire going and and keeps us level-headed and um 
kind of staying on track for for the long-term goal here. Pitching in the sectional games was Becca Munslow. She continues to be dominant in that circle for your team and really leading you guys all year long. Just talk about her and the rest of your team as a whole. Oh, yeah. Becca, she's an all-star out there. Um, uh, one of our coaches likes to say she has ice in her veins. She's just she's just a gamer. She's a gamer. Um, she's a competitor. Um you know, she she'll have a couple rough days here here and every now and again, but um, she's always able to bounce back. And uh, even on our tough days, on her tough days, uh, the good news is our team is right behind her, um, ready to field. And um, you know, she pitches hard, so uh, if she does miss her spots, uh, the other team hit it hard. Um, so then we have to be prepared to hit back. Um, and our team has shown um, that they can do a good job of of battling back and scoring runs, um, even if what's going on the mound isn't going so hot that day. And, Coach, the beginning of the season, we talked to you about the schedule that you that you put in place for your team and, you know, kind of those in-state teams that you're going to see down at some mixers at some other schools in the southern part of the state. And we talked about how that was going to kind of get you ready for the postseason. When you have to play Washington as many times as you have and how good, great they are as a team, and then you combine that with going down, you know, facing teams like Hurricane and, uh, you know, Spring – or, excuse me, Cabell Midland, St. Albans, those teams. How do you think that that has prepared your team for this regional ch- tournament and then hopefully to get back down to states for your team? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think it has prepared us um, well – um, getting to see some of these tougher teams, especially tougher teams in state that um, we could potentially see um, down at the state tournament if we make it there. Um, and then obviously preparing us for a tough, tough sectional game. Um, you know, there's a couple sections in the entire state that have top teams in the whole state and only one of them gets to move on past, past sectionals. Um, and that's ours included. Us in Washington are, are what, top five or six teams um, it's one of us has to get eliminated. Um, so, uh, anyway, it, it just really, um, keeps us on, on track again and just, just focus, focuses us and prepares us and, um, also, also gives us, um, a boost of confidence that, um, you know, we, we can go out here and, and play competitively against any team. Coach, you mentioned, uh, at the beginning of the interview, how, Hedgesville has a very good hitting team. Uh, so far in your two matchups this year, you've been able to hold them to a combined four runs. Uh, how do you think your pitching's been able to do that this year against a really good lineup in Hedgesville? Um, yeah, we have a, we have a good pitching staff. Um, I think Becca Becca's been on the mound both times for us. Um, so um, that that certainly helps just her presence out, out there on the mound. Um, but it's our, between, between, um, her pitching and our defense and then just the confidence that we have at the plate, um, it makes it tough for other teams to score even when we're, when we're scoring a lot. So, uh, that, that's the goal for us. Coach Waters, thanks for the time and we'll see you on Tuesday. All right. Thank you. That was head coach for the Jefferson Cougars lady softball team. Desiree Waters is there in the regional tournament once again taking on the Hedgesville Lady Eagles will be there starting Tuesday. It'll be a 7 o'clock game at Jefferson, and then game two will be at Hedgesville. And if there's a game three, it will be back at Jefferson due to the seedings 
in the region. But, guys, we've talked to both teams' head coaches now. Uh, what is your kind of take of these two teams going into the regional matchup? Well, I think looking at the two games this season, a 10-2 win for Jefferson and a 17-2 win for the Cougars in the other game, uh, just looking at that, you know, it does look like Jefferson's going to win this relatively easily against Hedgesville. Um, it's definitely going to be a tough challenge. And, and like Coach Waters said, you know, even though Hedgesville has that good lineup, um, Jefferson just puts so much pressure on you by scoring quickly. And they can score in many different ways. They have a lot of girls that can obviously go deep uh, and hit home runs, but they also have speed on the base paths. And they take advantage of your mistakes defensively. So um, Jefferson's a more complete team than Hedgesville. They have better pitching. They have overall better defense. And I think their hitting is relatively close. But I think the overall team uh, for Jefferson gives them that edge. And they'll probably take this in two games. I'd be pretty surprised if Hedgesville picks up a win, even though uh, they've had a great season. And they've certainly, you know, you never know what can happen. Um in high school softball, but I mean, Jefferson just has a complete team that's been really good all year. And it's hard to imagine them not going back to the state tournament. I agree. It would be surprising if Hedgesville is able to take a game, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is a little bit more competitive than those two final scores in the regular season, because we've been saying it at least for baseball recently with sectionals, you looked at a few of our matchups that we had and, looked at the regular season, and we thought we were going to get mercy rules that turned out to be one-run games. So whenever it comes playoff time, those regular season games kind of get thrown out the window and both teams are bringing their A game against each other. So I expect it to be tough. We might see kind of similar to last year, game one maybe. It's a closer game, like a 7-4, to four, and then the second game, Jefferson really dominates because it's a wake-up call, or we see what we saw in the regular season. But either way, I'm expecting a fun regional championship. Definitely shall be a great one. Once again, we'll have those for you on Talk Rated WRNR TV 10. That will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. They're revolutionizing the car buying experience, and tomorrow... From, uh, I believe, 11 to 1, you can head out to Hagerstown Ford and meet the one and only Tyson Bajan, Chicago Bears quarterback Tyson Bajan, as he was signed there as a priority free agent. He'll be signing autographs, T-shirts. You can get, I believe you can throw a football for a chance to win a Ford truck. So check that out tomorrow. That's Hagerstown Ford on Massey Boulevard in Hagerstown. But that'll do it. Of the sports mix, we'll be back after this two-minute break. We'll begin to wrap things up for the final 15 minutes or so of the show. We'll talk NBA playoffs, NFL schedule release, and the Nats and O's have weekend series coming up next. That's all in the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 210. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, 
No dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Catch the excitement of the West Virginia High School baseball and softball seasons on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Hit it into left field and that'll drop. Coming around is Sifford and the ball is going to slow up and he's going to score and Martinsburg's going to walk it off and get the win. We have over 25 games scheduled featuring the schools in the Eastern Panhandle Athletic Conference. Every game will be live right here on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, and our WRNR TV YouTube page. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We were good, we were gold, kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right. Welcome back to this segment of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Mary's Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg or call 304-263-4343. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here for this final 14 minutes on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Got a few things to get into. We'll get into the NBA playoffs. We'll get into the NFL schedule release from last night, which I don't know why they don't just leak it all out during the day and uh we'll get into that later on and then we'll talk Nats and O's to finish things out but NBA playoffs last night Collins favorite team the Celtics uh straight stave off elimination they're gonna live they're gonna fight another couple of days as they win 95-86 over the 76ers series now tied at three heading to game seven set for Sunday Colin impressions before Colin speaks real quick okay Miley Cyrus is gonna start charging us royalties how much we play that song yeah, we Why? should probably chill. Yeah. yeah. We play Flowers like every day. It's a good song. It is. Maybe she should say thank you because we're not a music station, so the fact that we chose to play her song That's true. shows it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's on a sports show of all things. Exactly. Yeah. Even bigger compliment. Go ahead, Colin. Thank uh, you. Your Boston Celtics. Well, uh, at the start, I, I was in a great mood because they were up 16 at one point and then let that slip away and heading into the – fourth quarter it was a tie game and I was getting a little nervous because it's in Philly I thought the fans would give the 76ers one final boost to finally beat Boston in six and get to the conference finals but instead it was Jason Tatum that got the boost and went on a huge run of his own woke up after a horrible start where I think he missed 14 of his first 15 shots but the fourth quarter, he was able to step up big for the Celtics, and so was the defense as well. 
winning that fourth quarter 24-13, winning 95-86, and now sending it back to Boston for a Game 7 where anything still goes. I'm still nervous with this. You could see Harden go out and have another 40-plus point game and the 76ers win, but that it's Boston for Game 7. You still trust that the Celtics somehow, some way, get this series done. Yeah, I mean, I would lean toward that, but I do think if you are Philadelphia, you're going to need more from Harden. Uh, he's now had some disappointing performances, I think, offensively. Tyrese Maxey and Embiid are, are doing, for the most part, their thing, but you know, you need, I think, a little bit better offensive performance from James Harden, at least shooting the basketball. I mean, overall, the team shot terrible last night for the 76ers, 36%, 23% from three. Uh, they really didn't get any bench production. So Boston has the better team. Like They're better overall. The question is, will they play like it? And at times they don't. Um, and they really didn't play that great, you know, last night. But they played good enough to get the win, and they executed down the stretch. The, fi- the overall numbers are bad. The fourth quarter numbers are pretty good. Uh, when both teams were kind of playing bad throughout the entire game, Boston has the – better fourth quarter there and gets the win so yeah I would expect the Celtics to win this series in in game seven but um they've kind of struggled to really put teams away and you know Philly has enough talent that maybe they can pull it off uh but you you look at the rosters and I think everybody has pretty much said like the Celtics need to win this series this should be their conference easily at this point with the Bucks out but they haven't really played like it all postseason. So if they're going to lose before the finals, it would be to Philadelphia. I don't think they're losing to the Knicks or the Heat. I just don't think they have anywhere close to enough talent to beat this team. But you didn't think that with the Hawks either. So, uh, you know, this team struggled a little bit, but I think they do close it out at home. Uh, But, again, you know, whoever they face off against, whether it be the Knicks or the Heat, I think it will be – Probably a longer series than people would expect. I think it at least goes six games just because this team just can't seem to really blow anybody out for the most part or put anybody away. Yeah, you make that point there. A team loses it in six, and that's the Suns. They fall to the Nuggets 125-100 last night. Their season's over. The Nuggets moving on to the West Finals to take on uh, the winner of Lakers and Golden State. Uh, but impressions about the uh, Nuggets win? Well, I think, first of all, uh, nobody had the Nuggets going this far despite them being the one seed. Uh, yeah. So you yeah. know, give credit to them for what they were able to do. But this was a blowout really from the beginning, and Phoenix never got back into it. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. You know, the Suns traded away all their depth for Kevin Durant, and then they didn't have Chris Paul. They didn't have DeAndre Aiden last night. So, I mean, with both those guys injured – they weren't going to win this game and they weren't going to win this series because you eliminate them from the rotation, then you're forced to rely on Landry Shamit and campaign campaign played really well, 31 points, but uh, you know, with only really Durant and Booker as your reliable guys and neither of them really played great last night. Uh, When Phoenix made that trade for Durant, it was a risky move. I thought it might work out for them because it was enough star power, that starting lineup of CP3, Booker, Durant, all out there, along with Aiden. Uh, You liked that lineup, that starting five, but then they got injuries and it just, I mean, then they had nothing left. So, If uh, I'm a Suns fan, I'm pissed. 
Back-to-back years in elimination games at home, your team is down 30 at halftime. (laughs) Yeah. Back-to-back years. Dallas, now Denver, knocks you out, and your team never showed up. And you thought, with especially this year, at that trade deadline, that this team was going to be different, and it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it was a risky move, though, to go get yeah. KD. Cause it was. While they weren't necessarily playing great basketball at the team they had, they had at least had a lot of different guys that they can throw in there. We know Chris Paul's injury-prone. Uh, it's going to be another for him. Is he going to be back next year for the Suns? Are they going to move on from him? Is he going to retire? I mean, these are all options. Uh, but for Phoenix, you know, their window is closing. Um, Durant is obviously going to be 36. You know, he's not getting any younger. Um, maybe they go out, they move off of Chris Paul and try to build around just Booker, Durant, and Aiden. But Aiden really – He's not been necessarily the guy they hoped he was. I mean, he's still young, and they gave him a contract last year, but uh, I don't know if they keep him long-term in this team. So there's a lot of question marks for Phoenix. But for Denver, um, you know, how far can they go? Can they win it all with this team? Because you look at the West, I mean, the Lakers and the Warriors have the bigger names, but at this point in their careers, are they the same guys that they once were? I don't know. I think this might be Denver's year. I think they might come out of the West. Uh, but will, will they be able to beat the Celtics or the 76ers? I don't know. It yeah. would be. It, it's a strange year in the NBA. Uh, we've talked about it really throughout this entire playoffs. You know, whoever wins the championship this year, it, it's. I mean, it obviously counts and everything, but it's not going to feel like <laughs> a great champion or an all-time great team. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point you make there. Tonight's slate, two teams could get eliminated as a first 7.30 on ESPN, the Knicks and the Heat as the Heat, uh, or excuse me, the Knicks try to stave off a limit, strave off, excuse me, I can't speak, stave off elimination as Miami leads 3-2. Miami favored in this one by 6.5. It'll be in Miami. Uh, what do we think about tonight's contest between the Knicks and the Heat? I think Miami ends it. I would say with that as well. Collins got the power to... I do. Force I have the button the right here. I can just push next win, heat win. He has the script. I mean, we've talked about it before <laughs> that, you know, I feel like the Knicks are a little bit deeper than the Heat, but it being in Miami, I think the Heat have a few things that the Knicks don't. One, I think they have the best coach remaining in the postseason in Eric Spolstra. I think they have one of the premier players in the league in Jimmy Butler. And, uh, that could be enough to win this one here tonight. If they if it goes back to MSG, I think the Knicks win the series. But if it, uh, I think it could end tonight. Yeah, other other excuse me, other matchup tonight. Uh, the Lakers try to eliminate the Warriors tonight. They lead the series three two. That's a ten p.m. start on ESPN. Uh, do we think that uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors have another one in them to force it to a game seven? Uh, it's tough. Wiggins, I think, is going to be out. Is that the NBA says the wish is your command. We're going seven. Didn't you say Wiggins is out? You said that yesterday. Yes. It yeah. seems like he is. I think he They have a him as still a game-time decision. Yeah, it was yeah. a fractured finger. Um, LeBron and AD are game-time decisions, but they're going to play. Well, maybe not AD. I know he's got that concussion, I believe it was, is what he yeah. was dealing with. So we'll see, but... 
LeBron will play. Um, I think we are going seven as well, even though the Lakers have played, I feel like, the better series so far. But I think the Warriors forced the game seven. We had back to Golden State, and then it gets mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah, it gets really interesting. So uh, two game sevens would be set for Sunday. One is for sure set for Sunday, just no time yet. Or no network. Uh, 76ers and Celtics, no network, no time on Sunday. And then on ABC, Lakers-Warriors, if it makes it to Game 7, will be there. No time set for that. And then if the Knicks and the Heat make it, it'll be 8 p.m. Monday on TNT, if necessary. Obviously, that'll be at MSG. Uh, But that'll wrap up our NBA playoffs talk. Let's move on. We don't have a ton of time left in the show, but... Uh, the NFL schedule released yesterday. I don't understand why they don't just leak it all out. If they're going to leak things out, why don't they just leak it all out? Yeah, it's kind of weird how it's like a three-day event. Yeah. It's like, hmm. oh, you get... it sounds like something else. That no, I'm kidding. You have to make the draft a three-day event. Yeah. No. I didn't understand what you were trying to say. So I was like, I, I understand why the draft's a three-day event. But the schedule is kind of weird how it gets released, but ultimately it's just a schedule. It doesn't really mean too much. I know some people will look at it and say, well, you want to play these teams at the beginning of the year because September is – you don't want to have to travel on the road and play in the cold in December. At the end of the day, you got to win the games on your schedule. And Yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I think, you know, you can evaluate how the teams did last year and say this team has a very tough schedule. It's the NFL. Everybody's got a tough schedule. So they can make money off of it. They yeah. can make it a spectacle, which clearly the NFL loves to do, which is why they, they go to it. these international games. They have, have the, international the draft division. at these huge places. It, what's your spectacle. thoughts on the European division? I think it's dumb. Yeah, I, I agree. There's no, like, play those over there, but I don't know. I don't get it. There's no, I don't think it can hold itself. We, NFL Europe collapsed. So why try it again? I don't think yeah. there's that much of a want for that. I don't know. The we'll XFL see. collapsed once. It's, it's here to stay. We don't know that. So is the USFL. We'll have to wait until it's next right. season if it comes back. It's here to stay. All right. Commanders, Colin, thoughts on their release? I think it's interest. They're, I, they've got an interesting schedule. They're going to play Thursday night uh, against the Bears at home, their Can't only wait. primetime game. That's which their is, only primetime game. Yes. Potentially week 18, depending on how things are, could be a primetime game. Thanksgiving is national Thanksgiving national televised. Yeah, that'll be on CBS. It'll be uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call for that one. But, I, I, you know, the commander schedule, I mean, it is what it is. I I think it's interesting they open the season with the Cardinals, which is could be the best time to get the Cardinals because I don't think you're going to have Murray. So it'll be yeah. Colt McCoy versus Sam Howell. Oh, Ooh. that should be in primetime. <laughs> Colt McCoy revenge game. Here we go. I mean, they'll start hopefully 2-0 because it's the Cardinals and then the Broncos. So we're going to be like, yeah, Washington's going to be good this year. And then they'll you go on a six-game losing streak. they'll beat the Sean Payton-led Broncos? Yes. You know, I think Sean Payton's going to fix Russ and he's going to be cooking. <laughs> no. Broncos right. country. Let's ride. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll have the Nats tonight following EPAC baseball. They uh, first pitch against the Mets, 7-0-5. Then tomorrow, 4-0-5. Sunday, 135, and it is a four-game series beginning on a Friday, so they'll begin uh, Monday at 4.05 p.m. We'll have that game for you as well, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Tonight we'll have EPAC sectionals action as 
Uh, Hedgesville host Martinsburg, 640 pregame, 7 p.m. first pitch. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Matt Ford, head coach for the Hedgesville Lady Eagles, and for Desiree Waters, the head coach of the Jefferson Softball team. For Colin Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long.